Next on BYUSN, Cougar football now 3-0 after an improbable, unbelievable win at Arkansas. How in the world did BYU pull off the biggest comeback victory in the Satake era? Plus ESPN's Trevor Maddich back for Maddich Monday. Where would he rank BYU in the Big 12 right now? Is Chase Roberts Sports Center top play, game-winning one-handed touchdown statue worthy? And Puka Nakua goes hog wild again, setting records and taking the NFL by storm. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Nakua Matada. Mm -hmm. Monday, September 18th, I am Spencer Linton alongside a guy who is now reconsidering maybe his L.A. Rams fandom, Jerem Jordan. How dare you. Uh, I can be individual fans of other guys. Puka Nakua, holy mackerel, 15 catches, most by an NFL uh, rookie ever, uh, had 147 yards, which is incredible, on 20 targets. He is the first player in NFL history with 10 grabs and 100 yards in two games to start his career as a rookie. Like, what Puka is doing has exceeded our hopes and expectations for what he could do in the NFL. Blowing and them out of the just water. destroying them. We thought he could be good. Is he already the best receiver in NFL history? Like, Austin has that distinction. But Puka's like four games away from us going, oh, my gosh, he's better than Austin was in the NFL. And Austin Colley was a baller. So props to Puka. The Rams really gave the Niners a game. And remember, that's one of, if not the best, defenses in the NFL. Fred Warner on that other side. So congrats to Puka. It's so fun to watch him ball out right now. And he did so with a questionable status going into the game with an injured right oblique. The only thing that's questionable is whether he's going to get 15 targets now, which is not questionable because it's happened two weeks in a row. Historic performance by Puka Nakua. The big question that remains is, what will Puka's role be moved to once Cooper Cup is back and available for the Rams and re-emerges as the clear number one receiver? Yeah. Cooper Cup is an all-pro receiver. Well, now they're stoked. They're like, we have a second guy. But does that make things better for Puka Nakua? Because not, now not the attention goes to Cooper Cup. Or is Cooper Cup just saying, sweet, yeah, focus on him. I'll go over here and do my thing. It'll be good to have two guys. And what, what he's doing is, is unbelievable. History. It like, is I, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm not even looking at you because I'm looking at Boston's career game log real quick to see uh, yards, what the most yards is. Okay, 171 and 163. So that was the third most yards in a game by a BYU receiver in the NFL ever. Wow. NFL trending. Man. Everybody knows his name. Everybody knows Puka Everybody Nakua knows now. Puka Nakua. And well-deserved. Chris Berman called him Puka Shell Nakua last <laughs> night. I saw him in a car dealership right before the season started. Yeah. And he said he was excited, felt like he was going to play a big role, uh, you think? Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend was like, eh, I told him to hold off on buying a car for now. Puka, go, ahead, go get the car. Yeah. You can get multiple cars. <laughs> go ahead. Go get the car. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. And Jeremy, I just, hey, I got an aching for some bacon. For some bacon. Uh, yeah. Lion King, I love it. That's yeah. one of my favorites. You know, let's go. Woo Pig Coogie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How was the food down there, by the way? It was really good. good. Yeah. Bacon tastes delicious this, morning, this Monday morning after a BYU. Oh, yeah. Bacon always tastes delicious. The Cougars, yeah. somehow. 
win that game 38-31. Let's go, baby. Unbelievable. Got it done. 3-0 and on the season. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, I- I'm still trying to figure out exactly how BYU won this game yeah. going down 14-0 and being massively outgained by Arkansas. Oh, my gosh. It just doesn't make sense, statistically speaking. No. But they did it. No. Opportunity knocks. The Cougars were more than opportunistic. How'd they do it? Big place. Uh, I'm going to continue to eat this, by the way. Please do so. I, I, I'll talk, you eat, and then okay. I'll, I'll eat. Okay. And you talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, BYU made big plays. Let's talk about some of them. Down 14-0, BYU was in real trouble. Real trouble. On the road, SEC, 79,000 in the house. Good showing by the BYU fans, by the way. Amazing. Instead, BYU says, all right, let's just score 21 in a row. Yeah. Creativity and explosive play, starting with Parker Kingston's 37-yard double pass. Here from Parker Kingston here. Yeah, it actually got put in this week. We ran it every day, once or twice. We knew it was gonna, we knew we were gonna call it. I just didn't know it was gonna be so early in the game to change momentum. And I knew Dion would be wide open because they weren't gonna expect it. And I just threw it out there, and I kind of <laughs> lollipopped it there, but he got it and scored. So it was awesome. How good of an athlete is Parker Kingston? His high school quarterback at Roy before he went to Corner Canyon was one Jackson Dart, yep. Ole Miss starting quarterback. Who took over at quarterback for one Jackson Dart? It was Parker Kingston. The kid can throw. He had a 20-yard touchdown catch later as well, which was a great design. It was wide open, big convoy. Parker didn't even really need it. He would have raced in there. That was awesome. Then there's the one explosive running play, but it was a big one. L.J. Martin, 45 yards to the house. In. Hand off L.J. L.J., second level. Martin may be gone. The 30, the 20, the 10. the TD, and the Cougs are right back in it. Cooked pig, Jim. Yeah, yeah. eat some more. Okay, um, so BYU was sitting pretty. Then Arkansas scores four, uh, 17 in a row. Okay, but BYU battled back and scored the next 17. Cougars actually made what's called a field goal during that. I'm sorry, what? It's worth three points. Although BYU tried to uh, not score said field goal by faking again unsuccessfully. But a delay of game. The greatest penalty <laughs> In the history of BYU football's Big 12 era thus far. So far. That delay of game. Then, the play of the year. This, I, it's going to be hard to beat this. Like, will we have a play beat this? I, I don't, I don't know. Here's to you, Chase. Here's to you, Chase Roberts. One-hander. Well, I've always done these sideline catches where I try to keep my feet in. You know, watching Austin Collie doing stuff like that, NFL receivers. And so it's kind of just become a habit of kind of knowing where I am on the field. And then coming down with the ball, focusing on that, and then my feet feel like they're always in where they need to be. And that's a life lesson. Be where your feet are, right? Chase, more bacon. <laughs> Chase Roberts. What a play. Just, Spence, this is a new era of BYU football, obviously in the Big 12. This is not the whack where thing, things come easy without some resistance sometimes. Sure. There was resistance. BYU won this game on 281 yards. On 57 plays. Just like they planned it. On .9 yards per carry, besides L.J. Martin's 45-yard rush, on 13 completions from Keaton Slovis. How did BYU do it? Big plays. We didn't even show a defensive play, which I want to get, I want to, get sure. to in a second. For sure. And talk about. But the resilience and the big playability of BYU to overcome adversity and just win, baby, yeah. just figure it out, was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I, I mean... I... 
I don't even know where to begin, but I guess I'll start begin just with bacon. <laughs> yeah, that, that's always an answer, okay? BYU, and I've said it before, ultra-opportunistic. Mm -hmm. They took major advantage of field position game in the first half. Yeah. Arkansas shanked a couple of punts badly, Yeah. okay? Yep. And I don't want to overlook the fact that Parker Kingston had a 47-yard kickoff return as well to set up BYU's first touchdown, which he threw to Deion Smith. Like, Chase Roberts is going to take, like, the wow factor from this game. Yep. Parker Kingston Baller. was 100% the why factor in this game. He did more than Keanu Hill and Cody Epps have done to this point, which is surprising. Converting critical third downs on the go-ahead touchdown drive, yep. okay, where the guy's yep. ripping his jersey. He gets that critical yes, yes. first down. Well, it's like his uh, it's like his undershirt was just held yes. onto, right? Okay. So <laughs> too fast. Hey, he got that first down. Yep. Again, we're going to point to him throwing the touchdown to Deion Smith, which was very nice. But, yeah, his kickoff mm -hmm. return as well. He, he made so many big plays Amazing. for BYU in this game. Parker Kingston and joins Jim McManus, the only former BYU Roy uh, connection quarterback to throw a touchdown for the Cougars. Wow, man, they'll get you. <laughs> okay, so, yes, opportunist. BYU took advantage of the field position battle in the first half by capitalizing on big plays. In the third quarter, to me, where the game absolutely changed – was when we thought Arkansas got a first down on a third and long and the officials reviewed it, they decided he was one yard short at midfield. Sam Pittman and Arkansas decide to go for it. They're up 10. They've got the momentum. They got the ball. Mm -hmm. And A.J. Bunkpachan makes a huge tackle. Watch, Great push by the defensive watch line, Jackson by the way. Watch yes, Jackson Cravens here. Jackson Cravens deserves that massive credit right there. He doesn't get the tackle, but watch the running back. Was it A.J. Green? He had to shift where he was going. A.J.V. And then right there. Max Tooley supports it in up. the hole. Yes. Beautiful. So, so good. Beautiful. Okay? So right there, game changes. BYU able to kick the field goal that you already referenced after that. And then it just kind of felt like BYU had some life, mm -hmm. you know. Still in it. Reinstigated Still into in that sideline. Yep. Uh, the quick strike mentality continues. The turnover happens after that. You know, K.J. Jefferson, I don't know what he was looking at. He clearly didn't see Max Tooley. Interception, the next play, Parker Kingston. Boom. With his first touchdown catch as a BYU Cougar. Okay? We didn't even mention that play. Oh, Ninth, yeah, he scored as well. Ninth player to throw and receive a touchdown in a game. And at that point, I, I thought to myself, BYU is going to win this game. Like, all, like they're, Arkansas and their fans in this stadium is silent. They're freaking out right now. Mm -hmm. Cougars have all the momentum. And that, that four-man push in the fourth quarter yep. up front, we haven't seen it, Jeremy. We have waited years to see this. That, that was an incredible four-man like, pass it, rush. Yes, Tyler Batty was so good. Eddie Heckard on a corner blitz. Jay Hill, baby! Jay Hill sends Eddie Heckard, punches the ball out. Tyler Batty recovers, and BYU, uh, you know, ends up uh, scoring on that. BYU got pressure with four. And then shout-out to Brady Latham, who really tried to help BYU win this game. One of the Razorback offensive linemen. Ball start, number 62. Ball start, number 62. <laughs> Holding, number 62. Oh. He had three fourth-quarter penalties, two on that final drive. Did get a question uh, from someone about why wasn't this a runoff? Because on one of them there was an incompletion. If the clock if the clock has already stopped, it's not a runoff. Right. It's only if it would be running. And, and, in if, that and a good question. Like if there was a catch inbounds, then it would have happened. So 
I was talking to some Arkansas fans in the airport when I was flying uh, before I flew home yesterday, and they're pointing to oh, 14 penalties and 125 yards, and Arkansas certainly helped. Arkansas just self-destructed. Certainly helped. But I want to be fair to BYU in this regard because BYU's pressure induced some of these jumpy penalties. Oh, and, like and the holding. Yes, Blake like, Mangelson. This is BYU's by the way, pressure. Blake Mangelson has been perhaps the most underrated piece of the defense so far. Like, you know Tyler Batten and what he does. He got one and a half sacks and a fumble recovery and a forced fumble in this game. Like, he was awesome. Blake Mangelson, the mangler, is doing a great job. BYU's backers playing tremendous. Um, BYU safeties and the inexperience have not been a liability yeah. at all. BYU's been good on defense because you look, you go, oh, 31 allowed. Well, is it? It's 24 and then even then, there was a short field, right, on, on a turnover from Chase. So it was more like 21 points allowed. Well, you give, yeah, you give up a punt return, the defense. a punt return, and you yeah. give up a short field. I after think it's the fumble. 21 from the defense. Like if you had told me last week, hey, 21 allowed by the defense. That's a winning number. That's a win. That's a, a winning win. number. That's a winning number. Pierre did not have winning. Okay, another winning number. Starting average field position. Let's quantify it. Greg has uh, tweeted a lot about this before, right? When BYU has uh, the advantage in starting field position, they win a ton of games. BYU was plus nine yards. Big-time stuff from the defense, pinning them back, Rico punting. It was awesome. And then the fact that BYU was able to score so many points on so few yards is our stat of the day. Mm. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Courtesy of the homies at Cougar Stats. 38 points on 281. Is the, uh, BYU has not scored 38 on 281 this century. <laughs> like, that many points, that few, yard, that few yards. Oh, my gosh. Again, few plays. Last week, Aaron Roderick said, hey, we scored 41 on 55 plays. This week, it's 38 on 57. Like, BYU's ability to get into the end zone in spite of minimal rushing attack. And if I told you before the season, hey, at Arkansas, Aiden Robbins won't even have a carry. Cody Epps will not even have a target. And Keanu Hill will not even have a target at Arkansas. What happens? And I'd be like, you lose 50 oh to nothing? Like, gosh. What? Not that extreme, but the way that BYU, again, this is a new era. Like, just figure it out. And uh, BYU did and got an awesome road win. And now the expectations kind of change because this, to me, uh, at Texas felt like a game that, especially after the Alabama game, was like, okay, that's most predictable loss at Arkansas, most, second most predictable loss. Eh, this BYU team's figuring some things out. And they are very flawed, but 3-0. That's probably my favorite part of this. The BYU still has space to get way better, and they get challenged in league now against Kansas on Saturday. Oh, the yeah. Big 12 opener. The Big 12 era begins in Lawrence against a Kansas team that is receiving votes just like BYU. Kansas six spots out, BYU ten spots out, the Jayhawks a seven-point favorite. I, I have questions about Kansas's defense, which hopefully bodes well for BYU's offense, which has had some certain struggles um, but to your point, they're 3-0. They've figured out a way to be just make the most of the opportunities. So BYU scores on six of those 57 plays. Okay, They run 57 plays. Yeah. Six of them are scoring plays. <laughs> that's, better and, than and, a ten, that's better than 10%. And okay? they were all from like distance, right? One out of every 10 plays was a scoring play for BYU. And those scoring plays are, are not like one-yard runs either for BYU. Explosive it's a 37, plays. a 45 the one yard, uh, you know, there, there's a there's an LJ there. One yard, a 43 yard field goal. There's a 20 yard uh, from Parker. The seven yard from Chase. 
BYU's, BYU's ability to continue to be efficient and explosive. Only 13 completions, but got it done, man. I, I'm just, again, new era. It's not yes. going to look and feel like it used to because these opponents are tougher. But if BYU wins, that's all that matters. How about that turnover stat once again? Yep. Sam Pittman. Yep. When they were up a turnover, they were in control of the game, Jerem. Of course. And no, then works typically. the fourth down stop doesn't count as a turnover, but it kind of it's a turnover feels down, that way, sure. right? Yeah. And then when Max Tully got the interception, bang, you're even. And it's it's funny how that works, but Sam Pittman now 7-18 and 18 when losing the turnover battle as the Arkansas or even. coach. Or, or e- even. Just even. even. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Positive undefeated. Yeah. By the way, he had not lost a night game at Arkansas. Now he has. Night game BYU. Now he has. Night game BYU is like Georgia. They did it again. Should we have ever doubted? No. Should we have ever doubted BYU's playing late? Unfortunately, BYU's game's at 1.30 this week. Oh, yeah, and BYU's won seven games in a row overall. They have one of the longest win streaks in the country. It is longest in the Big 12 by far. (laughs) The improbability of all of this, given the start of that game, is just wildly entertaining. Give me some bacon. Uh, Yes, eat up while I get to the Monday mailbag where you ask questions, and I'm sure you have plenty, and we answer them on the show. Porter Larson asks on Facebook, does this win change the expectations of what Mm. BYU can do over the course of the season? Yes, let's talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, and we will yeah. at, at length. Yeah. Okay? I'm feeling a lot better about uh, Absolutely. my seven wins. I can tell you that much. Yeah. So, no, I'm up to seven. That's quite yeah. It's feeling really good I'm about that. I'm up to that. seven plus. Parker Esplin on Instagram says, I'm worried about our receivers. Okay. Epson Hill not doing anything worries me, and BYU's other receivers struggle to get open. Oh, Keelan Marion got open. Parker Kingston got open. Chase Roberts made an unbelievable catch. Okay? Yeah. He continues, yeah. since most of BYU's big plays came off trick plays... Well, was it was it trick play? It was one trick play, right? Or, like, there was there was. Is mis- it a trick to make a one-handed catch? Misdirection, <laughs> but only one trick play. One trick play and short passes. He adds. Sure. Is that a worry going forward? No, it doesn't matter if it's a short pass and you get an explosive playoff. It's okay. You blocked extremely like well, which BYU yeah. did. Yeah. No, it's about how many yards you get, not error yards. You got Kingsley out there throwing a block, and then Isaac Rex laying a pancake on the Parker Kingsley touchdown. I get the um, concern because it's like, hey, it's not the guys that I knew from last year. Darius Lasseter last week, Keelan Marion this week. Oh, how about the dime? The dime that Keaton slows through to Keelan Marion on the game-winning touchdown drive. Fantastic. That was huge. 38 yards or something. That was amazing. By the way, I was calling a different game, so I didn't watch the game live. I watched it in the booth where I was on my laptop cheering to an empty America First field yes. in San Diego. Everyone had gone. It's yes. just the guys cleaning the, the stands and me going, yeah, in the booth. <laughs> I love it. Hashtag BYUSN oh. on X, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. Send in your Monday mailbag questions. Yep. No, we're not worried going forward no. that Epps and Hill were not involved there. And if anything, be excited that BYU won without Other them. Other guys. Essentially. Yes, like, finding ways like they to could, win. They contributed in non-catch Space, right? They were blocking on plays. They were running their routes. Someone else gets open. It helps that Isaac if Rex it, is doing his thing. Isaac too. Rex emerged. Let's go. What do they call him? T-Rex? Coordinator's Corner, live on the BYU TV app, coming up at noon Eastern time. Excited to hear from Kelly Paping on special teams. Jay Hill, what a defensive performance from his group as well, coming up today, 2 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Up next, time for another Maddich Monday. What impressed Trevor most about the cooking of the pigs <laughs> in Fayetteville? Bacon! This is BYU Sports Nation. We're some more here. Yep.
BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Feastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. We never count ourselves out. Dropped in his tracks by Eddie Heckard. What a catch made! Isaac Rex! Live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Happy Monday. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you're new to the program, welcome. You may not know that every Monday we have the distinct pleasure of welcoming one of the greatest college football analysts in all the land from ESPN. He is a BYU national champion, Trevor Maddich, back on the show for another Maddich Monday. And Trevor, I'm just looking at the statistics alone from this BYU at Arkansas game improbable, unbelievable, probably doesn't begin to explain how the Cougars won this game. But in your opinion, how did BYU pull this thing off in Fayetteville? It seems like a minor miracle, doesn't doesn't it? But like most miracles, it had to do a lot with what BYU did. I mean, you talk about statistics. Arkansas had 424 total yards, BYU 281. You just look at that and you would think that they would have been run out of the building out there. But what they ended up doing was after weathering that initial storm where Arkansas went up 14 to nothing, BYU played relatively cleanly and they forced a lot of mistakes. And that was the big difference in this game. Penalties, turnovers, mistakes, missed assignments, and sacks. So many big plays for BYU in this one. And down 14 nothing. certainly it, it could have been tough to come back. You, it's a 14-0 run. It's a BYU 17-0 run. It's an Arkansas 17-0 run. It's a BYU 17-0 run. It was an incredible swing there. What was the biggest play in the game to you? To me, the biggest play was the, uh, the trick play touchdown where, you know, they threw a double pass off to the right, then touchdown pass to the running back going up the opposite sideline. The reason is that kind of kick-started BYU's belief, and that stopped Arkansas's momentum. And the thing is, a lot of people think that if you have to do a trick play like that, maybe nothing else is working. Well, there's another way to look at that. Trick plays like that don't work unless the defense is overloading something. I don't want to say the word cheating, but unless they're unsound with their assignments. That's why those kinds of plays worked. So not only did it stop their momentum, start momentum for BYU. It also forced Arkansas to cover the entire field. And so I thought that play was the spark that got the whole thing going. ESPN's Trevor Maddish on BYU Sports Nation. Trevor, what did this specific win teach you about this BYU football team in 2023? Resilience and belief. I mean, they, there, there was no reason for Arkansas to not run BYU out of the building with the way they started. With, you know, start out with a with the lead. They've got the momentum. Uh, they seem to be the more physical team, and BYU wasn't going to have it. And that's what this showed me because the Cougars started making plays. And it's not that they were consistently awesome all the way through. They weren't. But when it came time to make big plays, BYU made them. If you just look at the defense, for example, Arkansas moved the ball kind of at will. But in key moments, they got pressure on the quarterback. They sacked the quarterback with the defensive line a lot of times. And on on defense, when Arkansas kept on getting first down after first down, most of those weren't third down conversions. Most of those were bigger plays on first or second down because when it came to third down, they only converted two of 13 third down opportunities. That means that BYU defense when Arkansas was moving the ball, when they had the opportunity to get them off the field on third down, they did every time except for two. And so those kinds of things, rising up to the moment, 
and making the play in the moment when they weren't dominating really anything else is what this BYU team kind of identified itself as here. Now they want to dominate everywhere else and they got better this week than they did than they were in the first two weeks. But I, I learned that this team is resilient. And then when it's time to make a play, they make the play. Certainly winning at Arkansas may not have been in the cards for everybody, myself included. This is an upset win. This is a bonus win on the schedule. BYU ahead of expectation, at least for me. And it seems like a lot of Cougar fans. So does this affect how you feel uh, BYU can perform this season? Is the expectation higher now for the Cougars? No, my expectation is still the same. You know, if they, if they get to a bowl game, it'll be a terrific year. If they, if they win seven games, even eight, it'll be still a terrific year because the schedule all of a sudden gets pretty tough. But at the same time, you see BYU rising each week. They're getting a little better. And if they continue to do that and get to the point to where they're really maximizing their capability, there's no reason to think BYU couldn't achieve a lot more than most people expected coming into the season. And so right now I'm thinking, okay, I still need to see certain things get better in order for them to be able to compete at the mid to higher levels of the Big 12. But you see those things starting to gel in certain ways, so I want to see those continue to gel. Now, Trevor, you mentioned the Big 12 at the bottom doesn't look as maybe tough as we thought it was when the season began. Iowa State is, frankly, in shambles. We're not sure about West Virginia still. Oklahoma State just got blown out by South Alabama, 33-7. to so where do you see BYU right now? If you were to put the Big 12 power rankings together of all 14 teams, where would you put BYU at this juncture? At this juncture, I'd put them probably right below Texas Tech. Okay. Is about where I'd put them. Maybe TCU. So I would put them right kind of in the middle of the Big 12 with a chance to rise a little bit. You know, this, this opener against Kansas will tell them a lot because Kansas is one of the better teams in the Big 12. I don't consider them up there with the Texas and Oklahoma in that group, but they're very, very good. But you're right, the Big 12 really struggled this last week, and if it's not an overreaction to say that those teams are going to continue to struggle, then when you look at teams like Texas Tech that has a phenomenal offense and, and can keep up with scoring with pretty much anybody, and you look at TCU – who the impression that people have is that lost to Colorado. But the truth of it is this TCU's team is really good. I mean, they lost a lot of guys to the NFL off of last year's team that made the national championship game. But in the transfer portal, they restocked pretty well. They just didn't come together very well in the game that everybody was watching, that Colorado game. So I think that TCU's a tough team as well. But see, BYU is now kind of rising up into the realm of that level of teams with the ability to, to really belong there. And in order to do it, there's a couple of things that need to happen. First and foremost, the offensive line needs to continue to get better. The offensive line showed some signs of improvement against Arkansas. And if they continue to grow, then that's the most important thing for this team. And then also the chemistry between quarterback and receiver. Keaton Slovis made some fantastic plays. Receiver made some fantastic catches. But it was still just a 52% completion rate. And when you can't run the ball, you need to complete a lot more than that. So these are things that BYU needs to improve in order to reach some of these goals. Yeah, the way BYU won was not super clean or pretty, but welcome to the era of Power 5 football. You just have to win the game. Each week's going to be, this is not the whack in the Mountain West where sometimes BYU's putting up 50 and just blowing out fools. I don't know that we're going to see that very often. Um, the way that BYU won was impressive. You brought up some of those numbers. I want to talk about the run game because we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. 45-yard touchdown run by L.J. Martin, amazing. Outside of that, 30 carries 
for 32 yards. So the run game, still trying to figure it out. But, hey, BYU won. I'd rather be talking about this in a win than a loss, Trevor. Right. Now, uh, and talking about it that way is good. I think BYU deserves the credit for good things that they did. But also, I think as a fan, it's important to understand the totality of what happened in this game. Arkansas had 14 penalties for 125 yards. They had two turnovers. BYU only had one. And in key moments, Arkansas didn't make the play BYU did. Arkansas's offensive line is, is a shambles, to use a word that you used a couple of minutes ago. And they've been trying to rotate guys in to figure out who can play offensive line for them. And that showed up because BYU, uh, in important moments, dominated their offensive line, forced a lot of penalties from that offensive line, got sacks against that offensive line. But when they face a really good offensive line, they're going to need more from the offense. And so, you know, yes, this is a great win and and – in this era of Power 5 football, survive in advance. You don't need to impress people by blowing people out. Just win the game, right? But in order to be able to win consistently, you need to have something to hang your hat on. And if again, if you look at the offense, BYU right now, you could say what they have to hang their hat on is an occasional phenomenal catch. Because that's what they had. Isaac Rex would have had the catch of the game had it not been for Chase Roberts having a catch for a touchdown that ended up number one on ESPN's uh, top ten list. I mean, it was phenomenal. Mm. But other than that, there wasn't much consistency. And so I'm really happy with this win. Survive in advance. Get the victory. But you've got to have something to hang your hat on when things are going poorly. And so, you know, this is where they need to improve on some of these things. Now, Trevor, before we get to a question about uh, one specific Cougar in the NFL, Puka Nakua, we do need to ask you your opinion on how BYU matches up with Kansas. Where would the Cougars have an advantage against the Jayhawks in their Big 12 opener? I think BYU would have an advantage in the same way that they had an advantage over Arkansas. They would have to have that advantage in discipline and playing mistake-free. Okay. Because the, the the offense for Kansas is legit. Their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, uh, is a, uh, a kind of a dark horse Heisman candidate, a dual threat who's one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the country. The offensive scheme that they run is extraordinarily difficult to prepare for because they use all kinds of different options and deceptions that that give people fits. Their defense right now is, I believe, second. It's one of the, one of the best in the Big 12 at fewest yards allowed per game. And some of that can be skewed by your initial opponents. But at the same time, the, the defense of Arkansas, or excuse me, Kansas, is experienced and they've got a lot of talent there. So this is a game that BYU will need to go on the road and they'll need to win with discipline and they'll need to win with, with execution. Because from a, a talent standpoint, it's hard to see on that Kansas team a place where you can say, yeah, we're going to go get him right there. We can, we can overrun him right there. Kansas is pretty good. When you look at what Puka Nakua did, uh, <clears throat> it's amazing. We thought he'd be good and he'd have a shot. We didn't think he'd be number one in the NFL in catches through two games and number two in yards. <laughs> 15 for 147 yesterday. He's really playing the Cooper Cup role and taking it very seriously. He is, and, and he's doing it in such a physical way. I mean, he'll catch the ball down the field, but he catches a lot of passes at or near the line of scrimmage, and the defense will swarm him hit him, and he'll drive through like a running back and get yards after the catch. So he got beat up a little bit in this game against the 49ers. They are one of the best and most physical defenses in the NFL. But what impresses me is that in the first game, you know, they, they weren't sure, the defense wasn't sure where the Rams would go 
with Cooper Cup out, and it was Puka Nakua, uh, and you know, and you know, Tutu Atwell, etc. But Puka was really the focal point. So here come the 49ers, and they're able to game plan for him now, and they're swarming Puka, and Puka is just physically driving through those tackles. So you can get a lot of catches, but not a lot of yards. He's got both. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation for another loaded Maddich Monday. Trevor, we appreciate the insight. Here's to BYU going 1-0 in Big 12 play. Fingers crossed for that. I hear you there. Thanks, guys. Trevor is always bringing it on BYU Sports Nation. And yeah. he's starting to see some things that would encourage him on the offensive line. And I think that like, we all weren't sure what the heck was going to happen against Arkansas with the run game. At least BYU found an explosive play for got, a touchdown in Got that game. one. The rest of it wasn't good. Uh, sure. But, but, again, this is a new era. This is not the whack where BYU's playing New Mexico and Wyoming every other week. Like, BYU's not going to put – BYU put up 38 points on, on so few plays, 57. Like, what? Just crazy good explosion efficiency. and make it happen when yeah. you need it. Like yes. BYU converted on third down and long, like created turnovers on defense. Awesome. And after further review, is going to break all of that down. Dave Blaine David will break down the X's and O's of the big win at Arkansas. The one-hander by Chase Roberts. Woo. What a play. Tomorrow, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Where does that Chase Roberts touchdown catch rank among all-time great BYU plays. I got a super specific number. Top 50? I'm ready to go. Top 25? Better than that? Oh, now wait a minute. This is BYU Sports Nation. It was awesome, but wait a minute. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media. We're on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out your Monday headlines. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU football beats Arkansas in a back-and-forth thriller. 38-31 after trailing 14-0, four-and-a-half minutes into the game. BYU stormed back, took the lead with eight minutes left in the fourth on this incredible catch from Chase Roberts. Woo. To his right, back to his left. Keaton deep drop. Keaton throws. End zone. Pop for the touchdown. He came down with it. He came down with it. Chase Roberts with the score. Leaping high in the air to haul it in and give the Cougars the lead. Chase Roberts flashing to the back left of the end zone. A one-handed haul in. Wow. Jay Martin, he was like, couldn't believe me. He was like, what? We were all LJ Martin in that moment. It was awesome. Indeed, I wasn't in, on the sideline. Indeed. In fact, I'm going to put out a video on social media later today that was taken by one of our corporate sponsors that shows the sideline works. He happened to be recording yeah. at that moment. Why is it hell yeah? Let's go. Yeah. I want to see it. Keaton's <laughs> off a 13 of 25. Not huge numbers. 167, two touchdowns. Got it done, though. LJ Martin, 88 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Defense force, four sacks, two turnovers. Help pull off the win the Cougars play at Kansas Saturday afternoon on ESPN. On to Cougars in the NFL, led by Puka Nakua. Mm. Historic performance. 15 catches, 147 yards receiving for the Rams, and a hard-fought loss to a good 49ers team led by Fred Warner's defense. Nakua, if you missed it earlier, broke the NFL's single-game record for receptions by a rookie with those 15 and set an NFL record with 25 catches in the first two games of his career, going over 100 yards in each of those two games. Warner had 11 tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, and a pass breakup in the win. You know, typical Fred. Zach Wilson, 
against a good Cowboys team. 12 for 27, passing 170 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, and was the Jets' leading rusher, yikes, with 36 yards on five attempts and a 30-10 loss at Jerry's World. Tyler Algier, 16 carries, 48 yards, and a Falcons win over the Packers. Jordan Love, Utah State. Michael Davis, three tackles. Tackle for loss and Chargers lost to the Titans in OT. And tonight, double header Monday Night Football. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams and the Saints play the Panthers. Tony Takitaki and the Browns play the Steelers. Tonight, let's go, baby. Double header football on a Monday. I will take it. Number one ranked BYU women's soccer. Uh, I can't believe this. What happened? Absolutely stunned by Utah State in Logan on Saturday. The first loss of the season for the top-ranked Cougars. Back into Big 12 play, road contest at Baylor on Thursday. I, I still can't believe this happened. Of all the teams to lose to, number 12 women's volleyball swept both Utah Valley Friday, Utah State Saturday, both on the road. In Logan, the Cougars set a rally era record for most aces, none without an error from the service line. That's amazing. Cougars host top 25 opponent Houston Wednesday to open the Big 12 play. BYU men's golf opening their season at the Bearcat Invitational in Cincinnati, Ohio at Coldstream Country Club today and tomorrow. Oh yeah, men's golf in Big 12 country as well. Women's golf at the Leadership and Golf Invitational at Chambers Bay and University Place in Washington today and tomorrow. Future Big 10 golf course. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Onto the PGA Tour, Zach Blair finished tied for 52nd at the Fortinet Championship after a strong round one performance. Picked up a paycheck of over 20 grand for making the cut. Well done, Zach. Those are today's headlines. Now we opine in the whip. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Chase Roberts' TD catch was the top play in SportsCenter's top 10. So where does this catch rank in BYU's all-time plays? Oh, my gosh. For sure, this is a top 50 play. I'd probably put it somewhere between 30 and 40, Jerem. I mean, there are some amazing plays. That show that we put together was awesome. So fun. As good as that catch was. Top 100. Top, probably between 30 and 40. Where do you have it? I specifically have it at number 46. Oh, 46. I have it, I, I have it just out of Cody Hoffman's 2013 Georgia Tech touchdown catch. Okay, just where he right caught the back end of the football. Yes. Um, SEC, game winner, fourth quarter, one-hander. Yeah. I, I have a hard time putting it too high because once you get real high, you get all these all kinds of like winners in a huge game, uh, which this is as well. But yeah, when you when you break it down, it's tough to beat like Ethan Pochman winning the WAC title in '96 yeah, in OT. Fair point. And, fair point. And Harleen over Weddle juggling '06 Utah. Like I mean, it was amazing, but it wasn't Utah and 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 breaking that streak. Blah blah blah. There are some great plays in BYU history. Chase Roberts cracks the top, top 50, 50 though. Baby. If we did that show today, I would argue that's in the top 50. Okay, well. so with that top 50 all-time play in mind, does Chase Roberts deserve a statue for that give, catch? Give people the context here. Yeah, so King Hussein, who is a huge BYU athletic supporter and was the man behind the indoor practice facility, yep. he travels with the team. He is an amazing human being. Now, he joked after the game in the locker room when the team was celebrating that he's going to make a statue embodying Chase's body position when he made that touchdown catch. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler so, Batty came out and said, I think there's going to be a statue. I, I wish, honestly, that we had the quarterback factory statues outside the stadium. I just think that would be a cool picture, cool kind of spot. Obviously, Lavelle deserves one. Around here, statues aren't a big deal. I'm not sure if it's like a graven images thing or whatnot. I don't know. Uh, with the church and whatnot. So, uh, no. He doesn't. But it was a great play. <laughs> was, 
So I, what do you think? I love the joke, but no. No. In the no statue. Yeah. Uh, okay. Was B- Brigham has won. BYU goes undefeated this season, maybe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> was BYU's delay of game penalty on the fake field goal? Are we trying to injure Ryan Rico, by the way? What's going on here? The best penalty in BYU football history. <laughs> I don't know about history, but in recent memory, yes. Like, yeah. when have I ever been more grateful for a penalty? Like, oh, jeez, delay than of in game. That moment to take away what was going to be just another head scratching, abominable fake, right? It was like, what are we doing? I was so happy there was a delay of game, and then credit to Will Farron for making the field goal. Will Farron made that. it. He, he missed one later, but whatever. Like, and we talked about last week, BYU's probably going to have to make a field goal in this game. They and they needed a field goal. 43 yards away. He missed the 50-yarder, but not by much. Pushed it wide right. Yeah. Yeah. 49-50. That's tough. BYU received three votes in this week's AP poll, putting them 10 spots outside the top 25. So number 35, BYU, Jerem. Uh, do the Cougars have an argument to be ranked in the top 25 right now? Eh, maybe, but I don't really care. If BYU, if BYU beats Kansas, they got two P5 wins, both on the road, yes. 4-0. Now you have a case. I think they should be in the top 25, just barely in. Yes. If BYU wins at Kansas... And you're four. again back to back road wins. You beat an SEC team and then you win your Big 12 opener against one that of the that's got some one of the top right five or six teams in the Big 12 when they're rolling with the Big 12 preseason offensive player of the year and Jalen Daniels. You beat that team. Yep. Now you should be in the top 25, probably around 24 or 25. With that said, the Big 12 has Texas and Oklahoma in it, and that's it. And oh, by the way, they're leaving next year. Uh, are you concerned for the Big 12? Are you surprised? nobody else is ranked No, right there now. are four teams that are receiving votes. Like Kansas State just out. Kansas just well, out. Kansas State. BYU 10 spots out. Blew it against Missouri. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not concerned. There will be other ranked teams in the Big 12 in the top 25 at a later point. Is the Big 12 a power league right oh. now with a... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. Of course it is. Uh, speaking of you know, Deserving of rankings, ah, number one ranked BYU women's soccer will not be ranked number one after losing to Utah State. No. How far will they drop? Ugh, we'll see. But will this tough loss somehow benefit the women's soccer program in the long run? This team was good enough to go unbeaten Yes. the whole regular season, so this is disappointing. But is this sort of the you know cold water smelling salt that maybe they needed at some point. I was, ho- point. I was hoping like on the road in the Big 12, you tie or maybe you lose one random one to Oklahoma or whatever. Like, I don't know if that's a home game or not. I can't remember. But this one hurts. UVU at home was a 4-2 loss in 2021. That catapulted BYU into, oh my gosh, we've got to play better. That was a rally. They went all the way to the national championship rally. game. So is this that moment for BYU? I hope so. Uh, in fact, I know the staff is going to harp on that. Like, look, we've totally. had some bad losses in recent years that have ended in magical seasons. Let's do it again. Yep. Let's get back to another college cup. And let's do BYU football with Kalani Sitake again Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern. Uh, the coach is uh, going to review one of the best wins of his tenure at Arkansas, previous Big 12 opener at Kansas. Free tickets to come uh, hang out with Kalani Sitake on BYUSN.com. Yeah, we need to rank that Arkansas win in the Sitake era. It's up there. It's it's up there. We'll wrap up the weekend with a recap of our prop picks and just tough week for the Big 12. (laughs) Yeah, it was ugly scores in there. It was not good, dude. It wasn't good for our picks either. This is BYU Sports Nation. Well, speak for This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by (laughs) Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station, live from Studio B on a very busy Monday. Oh, the bacon gun? We ate it all? It is. We, we, 
took care of that. That was scrumptious. That is for sure. Uh, with uh, the bacon digesting, <laughs> mm. it's now time to digest our Big 12 Roundup picks, which, frankly, it was a rough week for the Big 12 Conference. Whoops! Let's go. Start okay. us off. TCU is seven and a half point favorite against Houston. They won 36-13. We've both had this. You had this as a super pick, yes. so you get an extra point. It's 2-1 right now. Seven and a half point favorite. They won by 23. Absolutely. TCU's got a great offense. Houston's not great. Wyoming versus number four Texas. Texas a 30-point favorite. It was 10-10 entering the fourth, fourth quarter. Texas wins by 21, but we both thought that was too many points, so yep. both correct there. Pitt, West Virginia, Mountaineers by two and a half, and West Virginia won 17-6. We thought Pitt would uh, cover this. We were both wrong. I thought Pitt would bounce back. Yeah. No, they look lethargic. West Virginia did something. Phil Jerkovic, the uh, transfer quarterback. From BC, yeah. Has not worked out no. for Pitt, replacing Keaton Slovis. <laughs> right. Pitt quarterbacks, not, it's not Dan Marino anymore. No, West Virginia wins by 11. We both missed on that one. All right, Kansas, 28-point favorite against Nevada. This game was tied 24 late in the fourth quarter. Uh, this is my super pick. I thought Kansas would uh, would cover here and, and, and do well. They did not. Devin Neal, three rushing touchdowns, by the way. Nevada's really bad. Kansas wins by seven. Idaho. It was a weird performance from Kansas. Yeah. They're still really good, though. I'm, I'm going to sort of ignore you know, that. Road one. games are always kind of yeah. uh, iffy. Yeah. Okay, so I missed both on that. That's going to come back to bite me, I think. We missed. Miami yeah. of Ohio against Cincinnati. Miami of Ohio wins 31-24 in overtime. We, we thought both Cincinnati had was Cincinnati good. Cincinnati winning. We thought Cincinnati, like, Cincinnati was 2-0. Oh. We were like, oh, this Scott Satterfield. Cincinnati's in here Let's go. next week, dog. Yeah, this, this one surprised me. Road win for Miami of Ohio. Yeah, uh, epic fail by us there. 15th ring, Kansas State. Four-point favorite at Missouri. The Wildcats absolutely blew this game, Jim. Yes. They had so many chances to win this and cover the spread, and somehow they let it slip away. They lose on a 61-yard field goal as time expires. Amazing. Amazing finish. So, wow. eh, for both of us, Kansas State and Missouri. Iowa State by three over Ohio. We had uh, Iowa State covering on this one. Nope, Ohio wins 10-7. Iowa State does not look good right now. No, Iowa State got hosed on a field goal that should yes. have counted, but did yes. not. Yes, over the right upright. Somehow the it official went in, called it looked it like. no good. Like, I, I, I don't get there it. There were two, in fact, that said no good. Uh, Iowa State's in shambles. Yikes. Just don't bet on sports, okay? 19th ranked Oklahoma. Well, just do it legally. 28 and a half point favorite against Tulsa. I didn't think they were going to cover. They did, Jeremy. You got the point. Yeah, I, 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 I just think Oklahoma's offense is unbelievable right now. Okay. Uh, BYU Arkansas. We both had BYU covering. Yes. BYU didn't just, uh, you know, get within eight. They never won a by doubt. seven. So never a doubt. Never a doubt, baby. But because of your super pick, you win four three, and you're not three and zero. Oh. I got some work to do. I feel like you've edged me by like one each week. I gotta, I gotta uh, come up clutch here a little right. bit. Three and I'm three and zero, oh, just like BYU. Let's go. Okay. Those are one your of those Big is better than the roundup picks. Okay, Big Twelve standings, by the way. Uh, BYU, they're number they're number two. Well, <laughs> I mean these standings are technically speaking. I mean we have two, three. Alphabetically it's technically tied to if you're going overall, but TCU has played the one game. This is garbage. Who cares? <laughs> um, once you get into actual Big Twelve standings, then it, it's true standings. Let's right. get to our prop pick recap. All right. Okay, BYU have over under 100 rushing yards. 77 rushing yards. Spencer, you get the point. I hate that I I'm right. I said over, there. you said under, you got it. I hate that I'm right, but BYU still found a way to win. 
Arkansas will score over or under 26 points. We both took the under there. Yep. We scored, scored 31. 31. BYU still won, so no points. Well, the for defense us, gave but... up 21, so. Yeah, <laughs> Who'll be BYU's leading tackler? Tule, Bywater of the field. I had the field. Uh, Robinson, Vonk, Pachaw, 10 tackles. Okay, so you take the point right yep. there. 1 1 after that. I had Ben Bywater. He was not the leading tackler. Who will or what will BYU have the most of? Sacks, forced turnovers, 100 plus yard rushers and receivers, or rushing touchdowns? I said rushing touchdowns, so BYU had two. Um, I think we had the same answer on that one, and so neither of us got them. We didn't sacks. Four. Four. Hey, I like it. Four sacks, two takeaways. That number, that's a combined six number right there against Arkansas. Make why it they seven. win the game. How many uh, total points will be scored by both teams with 7.03 left in the second? It was 21-14. You, you said 17, I said 13. You were close to the pin. It was 35! I wasn't even halfway to 35. Oh, 17. Man. Man. I said 17, but yeah. So you win, two, uh, you win 2 1. So you're up 2 0 in prop picks. We tied one week. So that's where we're at. So we're two, I'm 2 0 and 1. How about I actually win one of these one time? <laughs> Jeez. Struggling. Okay. That uh, will recap our Big 12 Roundup and our prop picks. Up next, more of your questions as part of our Mailbag Monday. What do you want to know? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's time for Mailbag Monday. You ask questions, we answer them. Our elite question of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Comes from BYU Jason on X, who says, was Chase Roberts' catch the best BYU catch of all time? Clay Brown, Miracle Bowl is the greatest. That's the number one. Yeah. But where does Chase, in terms of just an amazing catch, Maybe, maybe that's top five Tuesday tomorrow. Maybe we should discuss that tomorrow. Yeah. All right, today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official of BYU You were there. You saw them. All the BYU fans showed up to the game, did a tremendous job of being loud, being proud, and looked great in royal blue. Well done, Cougar Nation. Showed out, baby. Our thanks to Woo! today's guest, Trevor Maddich of ESPN. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to the great Brad Martin. Stay tuned Rest for in peace, brother. Coordinator's Corner. Greg Rebell at 2 Eastern. Go Cougs. Yeah, baby!